Oh, snap! The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, good morning, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and where friends don't let friends feed kibble now, do we, Dr. Andy? No, we never do. How never. Come? Why? It's processed junk. You're killing your dogs. <laughs> That's straightforward yeah. enough. So you have been off, um, you know, refreshing your skills, as we should say. Yes. And um, after 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 all these years, Dr. Andy, is there still something more to learn in chiropractic work? Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. And like every what? time I come back, I'm better. Uh, and are you are you more excited? To do your job, do you do you yes. get refreshed every time you go to a course? Yes. It, Why? It, it definitely helps because, you know, I like learning new things. I think life is a journey of learning new things. Um, this happened to be part of my mentor's basic course. So I just went for one module mm-hmm. um, and it was a great refresher of the cervical spine, the neck, the cranial nerves, the cranial bones. Because did you know the bones in your head still move? Do they? They do. And, and in dogs, they move, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the bones in the in the skull continue to move, even though they're sutures and they look like they. Everybody like babies have the soft spot, right? Don't mm-hmm. mess with the soft spot, and the bones come together, and we are mistakenly, we are mistaken if we think they are solid. They are not solid. They move around quite a bit. So. And that's for our good. Yes. Obviously, that's the way we were created. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they're they're not addressed. Like in my basic course that I took <laughs> over 20 years ago now. Um, so I like to think I don't need more basic courses, but um, I, I, I love this doc so much and he's just so brilliant. I always get great little tips and, and jewels in there and and chiropractic is functional neurology. Like that is what it is. And especially the way he teaches it, um, that we are working with muscles. We are working with the nerves. We are working with the receptors. It's not just let's bang this bone back into place. Like this is levels beyond that. And so I've basically all these courses with him over so many years, basically unlearning what I learned in my first basic course. Um, so that's a process. I really wish I had just started here, but he's only had his school for a few years. So <laughs> really he's only, so is he still practicing this guy? Yeah. He is. Yeah. Where yeah. in Chicago? Um, in the Western suburbs. Yeah. He's out in um, Warrenville, Naperville area. Mm-hmm. He sees people and dogs. And then his wife is a veterinarian and she also does chiropractic and acupuncture. So in your last, uh, in your last email, you you talked about this. You said um, the cranial nerves. You know what are cranial nerves? So what are they? Cranial nerves. <laughs> They're the nerves that go to your your head, your face, your muscles, your sensory like 
So you know you're touching your face or the dog knows they need to like lick their upper lip, like that's sensory, right? But Mm -hmm. to make that tongue move, they also need to have um, innervation to the motor part of the nerves. So your nerves have sensory and motor components. Some are all motor, some are all sensory, some are a mix. And so, yeah, that email is a little more geeky, a little more sciencey, a little, but um, I thought it'd be fun to know. Like, we just think our faces move, you know, we just think our dog's faces move, right? Like, or do their things, but taking a step back. Yeah. That's all neurology. That's all nerves. That's innervation. It's coming out of brainstem or is it coming out of the brain? What, um, canal or foramen are they coming out of? Where are the lesions and lesions can be anything. That's just a very general medical term for um, a tumor, um, an injury, inflammation, right? Space-occupying lesions or a lesion to a nerve or part of the nervous system. And do you think that seizures sometimes happen because of lesions or do you guys, do you guys talk about seizures? Uh, We, We did not actually, but they can um, there's idiopathic, right? Even the idiots can't figure it out. Like a true epilepsy that probably has a lot to do with, um, genetics. Um, and then you can go into epigenetics with our dogs too. Maybe they have a genetic disposition for that, but they're eating kibble. They're walking on toxic cleaning products. They're out on baseball lawns that have been fertilized. And that allows for that gene expression. Like that toxic load will take them over the limit. Right. And, but to know what component is, which who knows, um, does an adjustment help with that? Absolutely. We're going to keep that nervous system in its best shape, but sometimes the seizures stop after an adjustment. It could be a compression on a nerve that we change that was causing that to occur. I don't know until we try, but it's never a bad idea to have your seizure dog adjusted and preferably on a regular basis to keep that nervous system in the best state that it can be. Yeah. I mean, let's clean up all the toxins, right? So let's get them off kibble. Uh, Let's go to an alternative holistic flea and tick and heartworm. Okay. Um, and, you know, you, you, yeah, we talk about it every podcast. You have to look at the vaccines. I think that people should start asking for the inserts and really start researching what is in the vaccine. That'd be wonderful. Because Absolutely. nobody knows. They don't even know what vaccines they've received. And I no. uh, recently have been talking to some people and I said, which vaccines did your dog receive? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, just the basic ones. And I said, or, or they said just the, you know, the basic ones or the ones by law. And I said, but there's only one by law. And okay. I'm, I'm kind of a stinker too. I'm like, well, that's only one of them. So what are the others? And they, right. they don't know. They don't know. No, they don't. Yeah. So they, they, they see all the numbers, uh, you know, or letters. And um, they think that they had to have those. So the thing about it is, is that if you're going to try to treat a pet, right? You, me, Neely, anybody, you got to know everything that's going into that mm-hmm. dog's body because it all 
matters. It all matters. And this is something that we try to drill in, in, in everyone's head, every single podcast. Because I tell you, Dr. Andy, it's not happening. There's not questions being asked. It's not happening. People aren't looking at it. And how do you know? How do you know that that's not what's affecting your dog if you haven't looked at it? Yep. And I was just thinking, I'm like, last spring, I had three, four, five dogs, something like that, of somewhat regular clientele started up with seizures. And I'm like, oh, it's springtime. What do we do in the springtime? Spray the yards. Spray the yards. Our son now goes to baseball. So we know all that grass got sprayed with some really ugly stuff. Maybe Mm -hmm. you don't spray. Maybe you use one of these supposedly safer ones. I don't think they actually exist. That's my personal opinion. Um, But if you're going onto like grasses that are managed by somebody else. Plus we get our heartworm tested. We start our heartworm. If we're not doing year round, we, you know, all of this stuff happens in the spring and last spring in particular, it hasn't occurred yet, but I had a quite a few regular clients that weren't seizing that started. Um, and we got, and my main question was, and I knew they had kids, had they been going to baseball practice or whatever, soccer, whatever it is. And they're like, yep. I'm like, get them off that grass. Mm-hmm. People like to walk their dogs on beautiful places and those mm-hmm. beautiful places have been sprayed. Yep. Hands down. So let me ask you this, Dr. Andy, um, on those sprayed fields and grasses, is there any safety once it dries and gets into the sun? I'm sure it's better, but I have no idea, honestly. I yeah. just avoid it. And then if it's unavoidable, then we're washing feet immediately. And, you know, you know, dogs sweat through their feet, right? Like these feet carry, that's, that is their exposure to the world. Like we have skin everywhere, right? We're exposed actually a lot more to stuff because of that. Their fur actually protects their skin quite a bit. Um, But those feet and they're on everything and it just sucks everything right into their system. Yeah, I know. Honestly, I think I've just avoided it. I I just don't do it. Um, And then we only have a couple neighbors in my neighborhood that will spray. We don't, my my husband's not allowed. If I do anything, I'll pour white vinegar on some of the areas. Otherwise I'm out there pulling weeds. That's what we do. Um, It's not allowed. But even if the yards get sprayed down the street, we walk on the other side of the street. They're not allowed over there. They're just not, they're not allowed to walk in in there. And we don't have grass in my neighborhood. It's kind of just all native and weedy and whatever. Um, and so we just don't walk on it. Yeah. That that's, that's the, uh, that's the thing. Neely said something on the podcast last week. She said, um, the idea that we have safe food and safe water at this stage of the game in the world is probably, yeah. She's like, you know, (laughs) everybody, yeah, it's like how clean uh, it's, it's, there's level of clean, I think. Yes, absolutely. And you just have to do the best you can and try not to get bogged down with no matter what I do, I'm killing myself and my dogs. Like, <laughs> like that's it, a good Monday morning thought. I'm dying is. anyway. <laughs> well, it, it's, so, it, it, it's just, everything has some level of an issue and you just have to do the best you can. Now you want to know what the biggest impact would be is less pharmaceutical drugs. They are the manufacturing our pharmaceutical drugs is the biggest hit on our environment. Oh, 
nobody's ever going to say that, Dr. Andy. Nobody's going to say that. Worse than any meat that is produced, like pharmaceutical drugs are the hardest. They are the biggest hit to our environment. And the, and the biggest hit to our living things. (laughs) I mean, in our health, honestly, I mean, like that's not health. That's managing your symptoms and you're managing your symptoms at a detriment to the environment. Change your diet, people. Change your dog's diet, people. Right. That's where you start. And and stop poisoning them. You're not going to hear that narrative because we've got to throw out these little things that we're doing here. Nobody makes a lot of money off of that narrative. Right. Right. It's so crazy. Um, But there are, you're right, there are so, so many things that we can do that are big and impactful. And that is stop putting your money into kibble. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Besides, and I talk about this and everyone just kind of glazes over or it goes over their heads or whatever. But when you buy kibble, you're supporting big food. You're supporting big pharma. You're supporting big government. Like that, those, those cogs up there, I don't know how they're all intertwined, but damn, they're intertwined and they're all feeding off of each other and they're all making us and our animals sicker. Yeah. And that, where do you want your money to go? I'm constantly acting people. Where do you want your money to go? I yeah. want to go to Didi. I want it to go to this person. I want to do, you know, I want to know. I, and if it's just texting a client, I'm like, I'm a control freak. Like I do most of my mixing of single proteins of my raw food. I don't get a lot of blends. I just don't. I'm a control freak. That's all right. <laughs> um, right. But that's what I want to know. I want to know the single stuff I put in there. I want to know the single stuff I put into my body. Letting somebody else mix it up for me, buy the ingredients for me. I don't know where these ingredients are coming from. You ever wonder why one bag of kibble is fine? The next bag is making your dog sick. Where'd they get their ingredients? You have no idea. Well, the other thing too, is as the summer um, months ramp up, those big bags are sitting in very, very hot warehouses. So what do we see at this time of the year? We see pancreatitis. Okay. Right. We see that very rancid, rancid fat. Yep. We see that. And so don't buy those big bags. I mean, I doubt that people that feed kibble are listening to this podcast anyway. Right. Right. I mean, we, we talk about it, but we're also talking, we're also preaching to the choir already here. Yeah. Like your listeners are already on board. Right. Right. I think, I think if people ever switch over, right, then they probably won't ever go back. I've known people that go back. I think that's weird. I wonder why they, well, well, I remember, I do remember, um, specifically this French bulldog, the American, the big ones, right? White. And he was from a puppy. He started out feeding raw. Then he decided it was too expensive. So he went back to kibble and this dog was so inflamed. His body was red and crusty. And I don't know if they ever got that dog back to normal because they, they didn't, you know, come back and, mm-hmm. and buy. So I don't, I don't know. They, they did for a little bit and then I lost touch with them, but yeah, it's really, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, do you think Dr. Andy, that you can't tell the difference once you go back on kibble? I don't know. Right. I don't know. I, I have a client. Well, dog has passed actually great Dane. 
and they were treating him for all these muscular skeletal issues. And it wasn't until, oh my gosh, talking dad into raw was like the most painful thing I've ever done in my life. And he finally did it. And the, and it, and we realized that it wasn't muscular skeletal. It was all stomach related because he got so much better. He went back to kibble and he's like, yeah, the vomiting started again. Yeah. This started again. I'm like, what are you doing? And that was the last time I saw the dog. I'm like, why, why would you, well, I'll just give him some pills for that. And I'm like, what? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't follow my, I do not compute. Yeah. Some, somebody said the other day, they said, um, they they were talking it was it was one of the customer service people had answered it but they were talking about that they had just been going to Costco and uh, which is fine uh Costco and getting meat because it was so much easier but the dog was not in good shape and i and and, and the response back was because there's no organs there's no bone yeah right it's there's, not and there's and that right there's no organ there's no bone there's no omega 3s yep right but the the primary thing was convenience. And they said, our CEO always says convenience kills. <laughs> and it yes, does. It does. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you think of all the things that we've changed in our world that are, is, is not good for us. Convenience has killed a lot of jobs and it will continue yeah. to kill a lot of jobs. Yeah. We want it faster. We want it now. We want it cheaper. But, you know, I think if you have problems with your dog, okay, if you have problems with your dog and you get on the raw diet, um, you probably won't go back. And once you know something, I, it, how do you go back? Once you right. know something, how do you forget that new information? Um, once you know, know better, you do better. I mean, you go back 20 years and what I did with my dogs is not what I do now. Because now that I know better, I do better. That's it. That's that's how you go through this journey of life. And you just keep learning and you just keep doing better day after day with yourself and with your animals. Right. And stop beating yourself up for what you did 20 years ago. Just give it up. Just give it up to a higher power. It's over. It's done. Do better. Yeah. And I, I think if you clean up the diet, clean up the water, you do these holistic things like chiropractic work. There, there, there were a lot of people out there that don't really realize that their dogs can benefit so much by chiropractic work, right? Yep. And you can get them started as puppies. Oh, yes. I work with breeders. I've seen, I regularly see puppies as young as six weeks. I've worked on some that was three, four weeks. Like there's not a lot of, there's no thrusting on that. That's mostly cartilage folks. That's just contacting the right spots, putting a little more than intention than even a thrust. Um, and has made worlds a difference because in my, uh, so many years ago, I'm like, people are like, Hey, do this. And I'm like, Hey, don't know what's going to happen. And they've always gotten better. I worked on, um, gosh, this thing was so little. I think it was like a two, three week old, um, kitten. Oh my mama had dropped it. She was moving them for whatever reason. And she dropped it and it was not thriving like the other kittens. And this happened to be owned by a veterinarian. So he's like, come in here and do something. Otherwise it's just going to die. Like I got nothing else. So I did whatever I did and it started to thrive. And I actually, um, met up with him again at, I don't know, three months and we did another and he's, he's off and running. I don't know. I couldn't tell you what I 
did, but we impacted the nervous system and the body went, okay, I, I know what to do with this information now. And now we can move forward. All right, Dr. Andy, thanks so much for uh, being on the podcast today. If you guys want to join Dr. Andy, she's over at Dr. Andy's World on YouTube every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. You can find her at animalmagiccare.com. Thank you, Dr. Andy. We'll see you next week. I know you got to run. Yes. Thank you, Dee Dee. Okay, bye. Bye. Get your dog on a species-appropriate diet. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business. And my friends, don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Bye. Oh, snap. Snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap. Snap.